0: Welcome in, one and all, to another edition of the Commission's Corner. It's just a two man show this week as I am joined by Manny. How are you doing today, Manny?
1: What's up? What's up? I'm doing, okay. doing okay. I want to wish, since we do have veterans in our in our league, I just want to wish a uh, happy Veterans Day to all. Yes, indeed.
0: Happy Veterans Day to all of those who serve.
1: I know Tommy and
0: uh, Brian hate when they are uh, thanked for their service, but thank you guys anyway, and to you too as well. Jay. Wait,
1: wait, wait! The, the the Jay who's in our league. I actually strolled upon one of Joey's old pictures. Was Jay in the Navy?
0: Yes, Jay was also Joey also served. Yes. All right,
1: don't forget about Jay. I I
0: literally just thanked him as well. <laughs> All right. I didn't hear you say that. This is off to a booming start. Great. All right, so to recap week nine, we had some big wins. Canals went to four and five, beating team TNT. Remy and Pale get their sixth win as they beat Kev, giving him his second loss on the season. Anthony keeps his resurgence going. He go, he gets his fourth win, puts Jay on my tees, Tommy and Jay on the brink, giving them their sixth loss. Matt made a late change on Thursday night, gets his fifth win over Joe by 13 Allegiance. points. Roger and Brandon get back in the win column as they beat Manny, ending a five-game losing streak. And Skiff continues his dominance as he stomps out Richie and he gets his sixth win. Richie gets his eighth loss. So that's just a quick recap of Week 9. But to dig a little bit deeper, I have some six uh, sick takeaways. I don't know what I'm saying, sick. I got six takeaways for us to discuss, Manny. And number one, I want to start with two teams that are on a bit of a hot streak. Anthony and Canales, both of their teams seem to be surging. Both are on a bit of a hot streak. Anthony's won two in a row. Canales has won three in a row. Both are at four and five, right in the thick of the playoff race. There are three teams at four and five. One of them we'll talk about a little bit later on. And then Joey's at four, four, and one. He's got that tie that has him ahead of the other teams. Anthony's in a bit of a hard spot this week because McCaffrey is hurt yet again and Mahomes is on by. So does that make you think that team Canales is uh, the favorite amongst those two teams that are currently surging?
1: Oh yeah. Lucky them to be on a hot streak at this time. Yeah. uh, You know, Anthony keeps saying that I bully him in the chat and that's why he's taking it all out on me. But again, I, I do, I do feel, I do feel for Anthony. He he has a win streak, but now his injuries are coming one by one. First, it was Kittle, now it's McCaffrey. Then I heard something with um, uh, who was his running back? Montgomery, I think he's injured Montgomery too. Montgomery has a concussion, and then
0: uh, Antonio Gibson yeah. didn't practice
1: today with a shoulder I injury. Just, I just got that that tweet too right now uh, about his. Uh, he didn't go to practice today, so. It, you know, karma sucks, and my bad, man. But like, you gotta stop picking on me. <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. But listen, to choose these two, uh, it, it it's hard to say. But uh, Canales is gonna. Canales has a, a pretty good matchups coming up uh, on his schedule, so I believe that he will make the playoff race with Keenan Allen scoring nonstop.
0: Yeah, Keenan Allen's absolutely been on fire. Uh, I I think Anthony's team is deeper than Canales's. However, Canales has health on his side. I mean, maybe oh, right, not right, for right. his not for his own personal right. health, but he does have health on his side with his players. He's got Keenan at like that trade that he made with Roger and Brandon a couple weeks ago was season changing. It's literally uh, spun his season in the opposite direction. It's, it's been fantastic for him. Um, and then, I mean, w- with all these injuries Anthony has from the running back position, just just all over the board, and now yeah. he's got to go and face Matt, who's just been a scoring machine lately. It, it's going to be hard for him. Uh, I mean, you know, if Anthony's team was healthy, it he'd be a lot better off. But I, I think a lot is going against him, at least this week. You know who not knows how long McCaffrey's out. out for. If he loses this week, he's not completely out. He does have a path to seven wins, and we all know. in pretty much all of fantasy football, seven wins is the key target.
1: Without a doubt, without a doubt, yeah. A lot of question marks going in, but let's say let's say next week uh, his team miraculously like becomes healthy, he's back in it. You know, yeah. it's just this given week. It's just this week that's unfortunate for Anthony um, that he has to go through that. Yeah. But uh, yeah.
0: And then the, the things working against him, though, is, you know, like like we had just mentioned before, there are three other teams that he's essentially competing with for that key spot to where, you know, like you, it's, you know, you're, it's not just like, all right, I have to keep winning. Like you have so many other teams that you have to worry about. Uh, and in fact, one of the teams he has to worry about is his brother Joey. And Joey's facing Richie this week, who has Matt Ryan on a bye. And there's not many options left for quarterbacks to pick from because they've all recently got picked up this morning. But speaking of Richie, it leads me to take away too. He now stands at one and eight. Manny, do you think he wins a game the rest of the season?
1: I mean, he he, he he could
0: potentially tie. He
1: has has no shot. He has no shot in winning again, a game. Listen, you, you just stated it too. This guy's slow to make moves. This guy, like he has no quarterback coming into this week. And, and still, it's a Wednesday night. He like everybody in our league gets up early in the morning and, and checks out the uh, free agency, except for this guy, man. This guy wakes up at eleven o'clock at night, walks his dog, and then does something on his Instagram account for the dog, and and, and he calls it a day. Uh, but I feel for him, but he is not winning. He will be wearing the dress.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's definitely going to be wearing the dress, and I mean, I know, I know. Steve and myself, Team TNT, we're, we're not too far behind. But I think, no. you know, I don't see him getting to three wins, especially when he plays Joey this week. Then he plays Anthony, who he, his team might be a lot healthier next week. He's got Kev, who's uh, a very – who he has a winning record. I, I can't really tell you if his team is very good currently. And then he's got Tommy and Jay, who do have a lot of firepower. So I maybe he can rattle off a few wins but just given that his is, managerial prowess i don't think he'll be able to do that
1: it, it does come it does come with management and then i'm looking at i'm looking at all of our moves so far in this season the top the top manager joe made 74 moves and Richie um, has had made nine moves at least in the in our in our league
0: nine just to tell you
1: it just comes to tell you and shows you that He's not. He's not giving it his all.
0: No, not at all, not one bit. But speaking of needing a win, Manny, you are the main. Uh, you are the focal point of my third takeaway from week nine in the SGL. You once stood at six and one. Mm. Now you're at six and three. You've had back to back losses, and your team just has not performed well. Last week, yeah. you didn't even crack seventy five points. I know there were some injuries and and whatnot. Uh, but I think a third of your your team's points came from just Justin Herbert alone. You need one win to secure a playoff spot. Here's your remaining schedule. Let me let me read you your remaining schedule because you only need one win. You make you get one win at seven wins in the history of the SGL through nine complete seasons. Any team that has ever had seven wins has made the playoffs. Your remaining schedule is Remy and Pale. Then you play TNT. Then you play Canalis. Then you play Kev. Do you think you get your one win? I'm not. I, I mean, look, if you want to go and call out who you think you're going to beat, you can go I'll for be that. Uh, I'll,
1: be, I'll be completely honest. I'm not going to be. I'll be completely honest. Yes, I have had uh, two losing streaks on, on me now. It's tough. My running backs are not performing. And looking at my schedule ahead, it, it is tough, man. It is a tough schedule, and I'm gonna rank them at the toughness. Number one being tough. Uh, Canales is tough. I feel like he's tough right now, so that's gonna be hard for me to 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 get out a win. The next one's Remy and Paul. Um, luckily, I played them this week, and I believe they have a couple guys that are on by, so that's in my luck. But I have no luck right now. So, and the third one will be your team. TNT, your yours and Tansy's team, and the last one's Kev. Kev, I I feel like if I don't get a win at either the top three, I, I hopefully I could get a win at the end just to secure it at the end. Wouldn't it Wouldn't it be so sweet just to get it, just to get in, just to just get my little toe in and then get my toe back out because at this rate I'm going to be knocked out in the first round. Well,
0: speaking of Kev, I mean, look, I, I'm hoping I'm not the uh, the you know, that, that, that remaining step that you need to take where you just, you know, you beat uh, Steve and myself just to go and make the playoffs. I'm hoping that, that that's not us, no offense to you, but, uh, but speaking of Kev, Kev reaches out to me earlier and he's asking, cause like now something came out with the, the NFL where they, they may go and expand the playoffs uh, in the NFL, not in the SGL where uh, they may go and add an extra team. If meaningful games are canceled. And I was like, I saw Kev's, text to me. And I was like, it's not going to affect the SGL I was like, no, do you think like it'll make some teams play harder? And I'm like, okay, I know exactly where he's going. This guy is, he's starting to worry. He's seven and two, but he's starting to fret because Austin Eckler ain't coming back anytime soon. And he's like, he kind of wants some reassurance that Eckler is going to be able to come back for, for his team and for his, his playoff run. And I was like, I was like, look, the chargers have two wins right now. I was like, Especially in that division, they have no shot. And then if you're going and looking at the playoff race, just in the AFC, I think the Chargers aren't going to be playing competitive games. If it gets to week 13 and Austin Eckler still isn't healthy, they're not going to go and run him out, especially if they have other guys playing. They're going to get more looks at, you know, Justin Jackson. They're going to get more looks at Joshua Kelly. Hell, after Kalen Balazs' game. They might go and get get some more looks at him. They're not going to go and rush him back or just play him in meaningless games just to say they have. They literally just paid that guy a bunch of money. They're going to be pretty safe with him, you know, just looking ahead to next year. I mean, unless Anthony Lynn thinks he's playing for his job, then he's going to rush this guy back. So, I mean, I know Kev is really hoping that Eckler comes back. He might. I mean, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not in the team meetings. I have no true idea w- with what's going to happen, but it's 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 interesting to see you know hitting starting to to sweat a
1: little bit. But well, hey, listen, me and him, me and him, we luckily got six seven wins in the beginning of the season, so we should be grateful for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, without I mean, like, look, I I know at the beginning of the season, looking at the divisions, and and this is me completely speaking candidly. I, I looked at the divisions and I was like, all right. Just looking at the the owners in general, Anthony's been you know a good man. He he's won twice. He's been a good um, manager the last couple of years. Joey has the most wins in SGL history. Remy and Pale, they're they're never really out of it, you know. Um, Roger and B, they're 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 all right. And me and Steve have done well, you know, recently. I kind of like to completely be honest. Like I know Skip had a bad year last year. You know, he he hasn't been that great the last several years, like, in in totality. I was like, I thought he would be the worst in the division. What do I know? He drafts DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson and Travis Kelsey, and he has the most points in league by far. Alvin Kamara, Alvin. And Alvin yeah, like Kamara, him. yes, as well. I can't believe I forgot him. I mean, and then looking on the flip side, looking at the other division, the, the NFC, uh, as we have it labeled, uh, I completely thought that that whole division was – uh the c- completely inferior. And I mean, if like if I'm gonna like like I said, if, I, if I'm gonna be candid about this whole thing, I think the best team in the whole NFC is a team who's in third place. I think that's Matt. I mean, you know, just, just the amount of points his team scores and the, the way his team is built. I know you know you you and Kev both have claims to injuries and stuff like that. Matt's had a ton of injuries as well and is scoring a, a shit ton of points. He's actually been rather unlucky with points against compared to the two of you guys. So, I, I mean, the way I saw it leading up to the season has actually come to fruition. I know there's been trades, and this was before teams were drafted, but just managers, just looking at uh, managers in general, I thought the AFC had better, more devoted managers than the NFC did. And, I mean, I, I think it, you know, at, Back least, you. at least I think I'm right. I'm, it's not not a shot at you. I mean, you – Let
1: me tell you – let you drafted you well, who did, who but did you think, who did you think that would be the uh, last place in the NFC? Did you have Richie? Uh,
0: what, like pre-draft or post-draft?
1: Pre, like what you did before. You said you think coming in to the uh, season and your no, NFC Skip. You thought pre-draft, I definitely bad.
0: thought Richie was by far the the worst. I mean, like you know, it, it, just looking at record-wise, like Richie hasn't been a very good manager in you know in the SGL. Um, so I mean, in the NFC, looking at him, like I, I clearly thought he was the worst guy. Like after the draft, I thought his team was good. I mean, I, I liked Kev's first, like, what was it? I think his first six picks, but then once I saw him take a second defense, I kind of wrote uh, Kev off as a contender. I said Canal's team was gonna be very boomer bust. I thought Tommy and Jay's team would be a little bit better than it was, but I mean, he's also had guys in and out of his lineup with injuries all season long, so. That was a little, I mean, you really can't predict how the se- the season's going to unfold. But just looking at raw managerial potential, I thought Richie was the worst manager in that division. I mean, Canales is, you know, Canales is always right. like a, a loss away from going and, and making a dumb trade uh, that's going to screw him over. And I think if he doesn't secure his RB2 spot, he could be in trouble. I know he's like, he's expecting Nick Chubb to come back and and. Uh, change this whole thing. But I've told him for a couple weeks that Ronald Jones is losing that job to Leonard Fournette. And with each passing week, Mike's narrow-mindedness to continuously believe that Ronald Jones is still the guy is going to hurt him and then help Remy and Paul because they're the ones who have Leonard Fournette.
1: I don't think Mike should be in the playoffs until he left the group chat. So that's just my saying on that.
0: Well, I mean, you I, can't change point scoring based off of leaving the group chat. But, I mean, hell, he, he uh, I got, I can honestly say he has a better chance of making the playoffs than Trump becoming president again.
1: <laughs> so
0: I'm sure he would rather wish it be the other way, but whatever. Uh, so takeaway four. This led to some drama in the SGL Week 9. Joey allowed Matt to make a late switch Thursday night. The game kicked off. Uh, and Matt still had Brandon Ayuk in his bench on his bench. Matt had said to me, He's like, No, I made this switch, it didn't save. What the hell? Blah, blah, blah. And I had said to him, I was like, Look, it's like I'm not going to switch it. I was like, The only way I'll switch it is like you have to talk to Joey and get approval from him. I was like, If he doesn't sign off on it, there's no way I'm just going to make this switch. It's like, Because you're playing him, you don't need the other owners to vote on it, you need the, t- the person you're facing, Joey. Accepts and lets him make the switch, and then Joey goes and loses by nearly 13 points. Whereas Joey says no, Joey wins by like you know, under a point, and it's that close. So, the takeaway is Does Joey's kindness for allowing Matt to make the switch does this bite him in the ass come season's end? Like, does this loss? Out of him doing an actually kind gesture, do do you think this prevents him from making the playoffs?
1: It, it could, you know, I it could, but I could see I could see where Joey was going with it. I, I think I would have done the same, you know, you know, win a fair match, you know. So a good karma will lead at the end. Um, but can I just to reiterate what you said about Matt's excuse? I don't believe it one bit. I don't think that he would actually tried to do it. Like, come on now. Like, you have time to switch and change. And it was Brandon Ayuk, and, and then him getting notified what a day before game kickoff. <laughs> um, you, you, you could have changed it. You know, like it's one simple swipe. But I, I, I believe that he saw it late, and he was trying to make an excuse. But uh, for Joey, again, I would do the same thing. Uh, hopefully Joey can make the playoffs uh, for that good deed that he did uh, because I don't want to see Matt in the playoffs and I believe he'll be in my rankings right now if i us say if I win I think he'll be four and I'll be three if uh, we all win out but um, again good karma man I think there was a trade earlier this this year uh, with Canales and, and Joey and <laughs> Canales trying to Weasel his way in to get another good player, but uh, who, who was the one? I think uh, Joey was it like, was, "No, I want it back." Yeah, so uh, what player was that? Canals and Alan Joey.
0: Canals and Joey bad. made a trade where they agreed upon th- through text, and then Canals sent the trade, and the trade involved Allen Robinson instead of Tyreke McLaurin and Joey, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> went and accepted it without actually reading it over. And everyone was like, Holy shit, you just made this trade, and Joey's like, Yeah, it's a great trade. And then he realized who the pick was or what player what it was and freaked out. But the only way the trade was going to be reversed is if Canales approved of it being reversed. So it's so funny I how it comes it, full I circle.
1: Think I think he looked at that as well for, for Matt giving him another chance to to change spots. So yeah,
0: you you'd you would think it would be good fantasy karma. Yeah, man, I like you make the switch, but sometimes you just gotta be cutthroat. I don't know what I would have done in that same situation. Maybe I would have just said, I mean, hell, at my record of you know, three and six now, I would just say, fuck you, I need this one more than you do. Like, I don't care. What, what's fantasy karma gonna do? Make me have more losses? Like, all right, I'm already in position to not make the playoffs. But, but you
1: know what? I, I think I think it, it but with Joey, knowing the fact that. Aaron Jones was already playing and there was no way for him to to put him in. That made him say, you know what, it made him comfortable and said, you know what, I, I'll let you I'll let you plug in someone else because it's not your top guy. You know, if it was his top guy, then I think Joey would have probably hesitated and, and say, go fuck yourself to Matt.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe I mean. It's interesting the way it all, all falls out. Now, like look, Joey, he lost. He's at four, four, and one. But that that tie that he had against Matt ends up working out in his favor because that's the reason why he is currently in the sixth seed right now. And you know, if he goes to, he can make the playoffs with only six wins if another team is at six and seven, just because of that tie. So that tie can be very, very powerful, powerful for him. And we're going to touch on Joey in just a second when I get to take away five. So takeaway five is many of the people who played you this past week. Remy, or I mean Roger and Brandon. These these two they might not have they might not agree on political candidates, but they can both smile this week. That's why they broke a five uh, game losing streak. They're now four and five just like Anthony and Canales, who we spoke about earlier. They have a reasonable final four games. They play Tommy and Jay, who are at three and six. They play Matt, who you know has been scoring a ton. They play TNT, who's also at three and six. Then the final game, they played Joey, which in, in my opinion, I think the the playoff fate between Roger and Brandon and Joey, I think the final or one playoff spot goes down to the winner of that Week 13 matchup between R&B and Joey. That's where I think it comes down to. But my thing is here at 4-5, and five, they need to win at least three of those games. Do you think they win three of those games to make the playoffs?
1: They need three, you said? They need they three need. To they're win. at
0: four and five. So for them to get to that that key mark, that seven-win mark, they need to win three of those four. So they have to beat three of Tommy and Jay, Matt, TNT, and Joe. Do you think that happens? Yeah, no
1: offense. I think they could beat you uh, you and Steve. That's I think they could beat two and two coming out. Um, so I feel like they won't make the playoffs. Yeah, they 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 broke their losing streak. I was pretty upset that I was a reason for their uh, losing streak to end. But they, they lights out. You see, that's what Josh Allen, when Josh Allen can play, he'll give you numbers. But again, he was playing the Seahawks, and anyone could put up numbers against the Seahawks defense. But... Next, uh, I believe, this week's matchup with Tom, Tommy and Jay, I, I think they could secure a win right there. But, again, like we said about Matt, Matt's just nonstop with uh, high-scoring uh, players that he has. And so that's going to be a tough one. And for you, it could be hit or mess, but along with Joe. And, and I can't wait for that last week to, to happen because, again, with me, it could be with me and Kev. So it could, there's going to be a lot of games uh, on that week to see who's going to make the playoffs, it makes it really nice and interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm very hopeful that it comes down to week thirteen because that's probably, in my estimation, that that is the most heated rivalry in the SGL is Roger and and Brandon. You know, he wants to be included in this versus Joey. <laughs> like that 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 is the most heated rivalry in the SGL in SGL history. That those two literally despise each other. When it comes to fantasy football, so
1: we should we should all be together. Oh well, COVID, but we can't for that last week and watch the games together. You think that will happen? Uh Not I mean,
0: hell, I would like to. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, who knows? That probably only happen if we all meet at like Canals's place because he won't go anywhere <laughs> else. I don't know. Uh, um, but I mean, I definitely think you know, week twelve leading up to week thirteen, I want to get both of those guys on the pod. I mean, hell, if we have to sub. Roger out and take Brandon, you know, just for that week. I, I guess we'll do what we have to do, but I, I want—I would love to get the them both on the pod. Have I been on
1: every single pod this
0: year? uh I believe so. Yeah. Well, you were in the background as the uh, as the producer for a while, and then yeah, it's been me and you every single time.
1: And I still haven't got promoted to co-host, but go fuck myself. All right.
0: Starting <laughs> next week. Starting next week. All right. Well, <laughs> one last takeaway. One last takeaway. All right, Manny, we're four weeks out of the playoffs. Who is your projected SGL final? And why is it Skiff versus Canals? Mm. <laughs> I'm I'm kidding about that. I mean, I'm sure I, I, I project Skiff to be in the finals, but who, who is who is your predicted SGL final? If you were to make a prediction at, right now,
1: right now, if I have to say, without a doubt, it's Skiff.
0: All right, those are,
1: are are doing amazing. Like with with given no no setbacks no injuries moving forward but looking at his team it, it's unbelievable with uh, Kamara leading the top of that Kamara Russell Wilson Metcalf um, I believe he has another player in there that's Robbie Anderson and he's still doing good I think he, he was doing, Robbie Anderson was playing really really good in the beginning of the season we we're like oh it's gonna go die down it's gonna die down but I don't think it it it, it might have slightly but It wasn't a big impact. So um, his players are doing great. So if they can stay healthy, they're going to keep going. And they're going to see the championship.
0: Yeah, Skiff currently has the quarterback two in Russell Wilson, the RB one in Alvin Kamara, the wide receiver three in DK Metcalf, the the tight end two in – I mean the defense (laughs) number two in the Colts, and the tight end number one in Travis Kelsey.
1: We didn't even say Travis Kelsey. Look at that! Like, no, no oh, I just mentioned
0: Kelsey, yeah, because I was looking down at his lineup, and then I mean, even then, if you want to go and include more, he also has the wide receiver ten in Robbie Anderson. Like he, he has a number
1: one kicker too, in he, the
0: yeah, he's got a, a he's got either a number one, number two, or number three at every meaningful position. I mean, kicker. I mean, the Colts just had a bye week, so I wouldn't, you know, really. Uh, but but uh, Blankenship but has has been pretty good as a kicker as well. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely, you know, I, I think he's probably the heavy favorite to be in the SGL finals, um, you know, unless his team is, is sh- struggling with injury. But who did he who do you- get
1: injuries throughout the season? Did he get at least one? Um, I don't think so. If you go back to his team, I don't think there was one player that sat out from an injury.
0: I don't think think so i mean but i mean then again in covid i mean that that's kind of where you hit your your luck
1: uh in every in every in every team in this league someone got hit either with a covid player or an injury and oh mike evans he has mike evans right
0: yeah mike evans battled an injury throughout the season but he didn't miss any games
1: oh jarvis landry has been hurt with a hip injury throughout the
0: season but hasn't missed any games James White miss some games because of an unfortunate family tragedy, but that that's about it. But here, so all right, you, you pick Skiff. Who do you think Skiff faced in the finals? I mean, you want to say yourself? You can go for no. it if, if you want to go. No,
1: you know, no, you know just me making the playoffs. I, I for at this point is all I'm looking at. Um, so it's either I believe it's either wherever it lands right with the standings. Um, if it's gonna be, it could be Matt, and it's gonna be. Hopefully, it's a high scoring championship. Um, you could see one one fifty plus from both sides. I hope that would be awesome to watch and see. Yeah,
0: I I think you know at, at least as it stands right now, things can still change. But I think you know of of all of this, the person who seems to be the safest currently is Kev. Where Kev looks like he would be avoiding Skip until the play uh, until the finals, with them both potentially gaining the first round by. It would be really interesting, man, if Skiff gets the, uh, you know, if Matt beats you and moves up and it essentially gets like the, the three seed, he goes into Kev's bracket where, you know, it could be in, like. Huh? Go to the final standing projections. So, the well, final standing projections currently have, let's see. Um all right, so we got a few more seconds. Uh so final standing projections currently Hi, have they have skiff at number one. Number two is currently uh Kev. Number three is Remy and Pale. Number four is Matt. Five is you, Manny. And the sixth seed is Canalis is projected to be the sixth seed. Hmm. All right, so now we're gonna go and take a look ahead to the week 10 matchups in the SGL. We're gonna start with uh Joey, who's at four, four and one taking on the one and eight Richie. Manny, who do you think's gonna win? Although we probably already know who you're gonna say, and who is your X Factor?
1: Uh I got Joey. There's no there's no thinking about it. There's no uh second guessing this. Uh, Joey's going to win. As you could see, Joey, a great strategy from Joey, um, picking up four four quarterbacks, including the one he put in IR. He has four quarterbacks because his opponent, Richie, has not made a move yet because Matt Ryan is on a bye. So I believe there's another person on the bye, but he, he should be fine with that. But, yeah, uh, even if he puts a player in, I think Joey's projected – Close to thirty points, a little over that to winning. Yeah,
0: Joey's um, projected win nearly well, sixty right now.
1: But listen, hey, wouldn't it wouldn't it be like a little wild if Richie does plug in? Let's say Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton is available, and Cam Newton beats Joey from that. Yeah, that, that would be
0: cool. that would that would be hilarious. I mean, for everyone but Joey. But Richie doesn't deserve to win. He's not. He doesn't make any move. He doesn't prioritize anything that's happening right now. He doesn't deserve to win. So uh I mean, I don't even have a uh you know uh like a player in this game that I want to really highlight. Uh I mean Alan Robinson should smash against the Vikings, but that's neither here nor there. Uh looking at the next matchup, this one's probably a little bit a little bit closer. The three and six, Tommy and Jay taking on R and B, who just got back in the win column. Manny, who do you think is gonna win and who's your uh who's your uh primetime player?
1: Ooh, this is gonna be a good matchup you know Michael Thomas coming in with his second game. Mike Davis getting that that role again. Uh, I think I you know <clears throat> earlier in the pod I did say that uh, Brandon and Roger would would be Tommy but looking at looking at it in front of me I feel like Tommy has better better players and better matchups. Uh, than Brandon. So I'm going to go with Tommy. Uh, X-Factor would be my uh, – actually, no, not Mike Davis because he's playing the Tampa Bay Bucs. Um, I don't know. It's going to be battle between the the quarterbacks. Oh, I like that too. And they're playing each other. Indeed, Tom yeah. Tom Allen, I like that.
0: Yeah, that that, that is pretty sweet. Uh, I mean, Roger and Brandon, they – They've gotta be so, so upset that Mike Davis is actually uh back into a starting role. I know he's facing Tampa Bay, but hell man, with him being the starter, uh, you know, in well, while while McCaffrey is gone, he had games of eight catches, eight catches, nine catches, and then he had five catches three different times.
1: So I mean he did he did have fifteen point five against Tampa Bay in week two. And I believe that was a game that McCaffrey was out. Yeah, so Did he came in. It, it,
0: it's it's oh. it's definitely ju- it's it's a juicy matchup for him. I, I mean, I Tommy and Jay. The, technically they're not out of it. If they went out, I mean, now Michael Thomas is healthy. Hopefully, really after the buy gets healthy, I mean, they could win out. They could still we could still be talking about them after this week as a team with a shot at making the playoffs. I mean, especially. As long as McCaffrey is out, it's going to make Tommy and Jay's team better because James Robinson's been uh, been been a stud this year. He's currently RB four. The next matchup, Canals. We we spent a lot of time talking about him this year or this this week, I should say. He's taking on Skip. I mean, these are probably the two highest scoring teams in the league uh, throughout the last three weeks. Who do you got here man? This is pretty tough. I mean, maybe Nick Chubb actually does come back. They're not going to decide until Saturday or until Friday they said.
1: This this is going to show if Canales is the real deal. This is going to prove if Canales wins, we're not going to hear it and I feel like he'll come back in the chat like nothing happened, um and, and talk his shit. And which he should, you know? Uh he, he's, he's going to be if he wins, he's going to be like Let's say it's not in the standings, but we all know in our eyes that Skiff is the number one probably team in the league right now. So if he goes and beats him, he has something to say, he has something to show and he could make the champion he could go for a championship run. Uh but given that, come on. Uh he needs a lot of hope. Uh so I, I'm gonna still roll roll with the uh, Skiff. Why not? He's been winning it all this time, so I'm going
0: with him. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I I like Mike's team. I like what he's done with the team. This week he's got Tyreek Hill on a buy, and now he's putting AJ Green in. Ooh, I mean, I, I don't. Hopefully, AJ Green can turn back the clock five years. Uh, I mean, and here's okay. the interesting thing with Skiff's team. I mean, all right, you you might look at as like, oh, Travis Kel- Kelsey's on a buy. He's got it good. But Austin Hooper's coming back. There's no more Odell Beckham. Austin Hooper should smash in this matchup so i mean he's my uh he's the focal point for me looking at this matchup i do think skiff wins and that's gonna put canales at four and six and right before the trade deadline who knows what's gonna happen there our next matchup two six and three teams manny i'll let you talk on this matchup luckily for you you're avoiding uh julio jones as you take on Remy and Paul, uh, yeah, anything you want to say on this match before I give my prediction?
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm. I think there's another person on the buy that he usually starts on his team. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know right now. Todd head. Gurley. Todd Gurley. Who that?
0: Todd Gurley, who normally just falls into the end zone.
1: Yes, thank God. So those two, yeah. So. I'm lucky in that in that point that they're not playing me. Um, looking at my team, I have question marks going in to the game. David Johnson, don't know if he's going to play, but luckily I got Duke Johnson. I don't know if anyone put a waiver claim on him um, this morning, but uh, obviously I did. Obviously I have him, but I was lucky enough to have him just in case David Johnson doesn't play. So that clears it. Uh, Cooper Cup in the injury report today about his wrist. Uh, The coach thinks he's going to play. He said he's confident, but I don't know until Friday. And Noah fan. he had a little injury last week, and I have um, Hurst on by this week. So um, it's a lot of question marks. And last week, my team did not do good. I scored 75 points, my worst this season. I thought last week was my worst with one. 108, 110, but it can't get any worse. It has to go high. It has to go some some part. But um I, I know the commission always bashes me on JD McKissick. JD McKissick, you always play JD McKissick, but you know, he, he's doing good, you know, and, and I think Gibson's now hurt. Um he could and Alex Smith just keeps dumping it off on him. So I feel he's like a great flex player, maybe R B two for this week. But uh hopefully I uh, I make it worth it. You know, hopefully I make it worth the, uh, the excitement of the matchup this week. Obviously
0: I'll tell you this right now, Manny. I was bashing your Jaden McKissick pick the last several weeks. I came into some very interesting information last night when I was listening to uh, another podcast. JD McKissick is actually playing slot wide receiver more often than anyone would have thought. Uh, and also with Alex Smith, uh, now at quarterback, they've been playing McKissick in the backfield for his, I I mean, I guess you can call it his past blocking duties because they don't trust Gibson to protect Alex Smith given the horrific injury he just came all the way back from. But, dude, he when Alex Smith has been in, the two games that Alex Smith has come in, he's targeted J.D. McKissick <laughs> at an absurd rate. So I, I, I completely think that's a good call for you. Cooper Cup, I, now I saw that he has an oblique history. That's why he didn't practice today. I think he should be fine to play. If he plays, he's in an absolute nut matchup against Seattle. Seattle's been giving up so many passing yards. Uh, so I think that also works in your favor. And then Noah Fant, man. Albert O. towards ACL. So now Fant's back to being the only tight end. You have a lot of matchups really lining up nicely for you. Hopefully, for your sake, Monday night, Thielen uh, is in a pass. heavy. It's a close game where they actually have to throw the ball some more for Thielen to become relevant. But, I mean, your running backs are – looks like you could have used the deal for a running back, but, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I actually do think you uh, you eked this one out this week. I don't like a lot of Remy and Paul's matchups this week. Even DeAndre Hopkins, who's – you you know you could, I think everyone would say it's probably their best player – He's going to be most likely shadowed by Tredavious White, so I think that works out in your favor a little bit more. So you are my pick, and I would say the X factor is probably going to be J.D. McKissick. Yes, sir. All right, our fifth matchup on the week. We've got Anthony, who we've we've talked about his his team's health issues. I mean, hell, he's got his own health issues with that hamstring. Taking on Matt, whose team seems to be getting a little bit healthier. Aaron Jones is already practicing earlier in the week. Manny, who, uh, who's your pick in this game?
1: Everyone's in Matt's lineup, right? We're not going to have this little hiccup of uh, Sunday at 105 saying, oh, my God, I, uh, I thought I put him in. No. Yeah,
0: I mean, hell, he, Matt even picked up a kicker. So Matt already made a claim and changed. And took Harrison Bucker out of his lineup. So he should be good to go. This should be his his actual starting lineup.
1: Drew Brees as his quarterback. Like, I, I just don't understand. I feel like he could stream, like, better quarterbacks weekly. But he just plugs in Drew Brees every week. And I don't know how many points he, Drew Brees got last week. But, um, wow, I, that's just that's just shocking for me. And looking at Anthony's, we did say that he has also question marks. Um with David Montgomery and Antonio Gibson, it, it relays on them if they're going to play or not. He takes a hit with Patrick Mahomes not playing and McCaffrey. So I'm going to go with Matt because he has his uh, original lineup in. I feel like um, no one's going to buy. So I'm going to go with Matt with his regular players versus um, Anthony's
0: yeah if if Montgomery and or Gibson don't go Anthony's probably looking at being forced to start Damian Harris who did get hurt Monday night and then Ryan Null, who is I I saw somewhere that he's a fullback um but I mean it's either him or Cordell Patterson who would be the running back for the um for the Chicago Bears, Bears, unless they activate Lamar Miller from the practice squad, who Canals did pick up. Uh, I mean, it, things just aren't – it. as much as you want to pick Anthony's team because they've been doing well, he does have some very good pieces still. Jared Goff's in a great matchup. A.J. Brown's been a stud since Anthony acquired him. Travis Fulgham's been uh, a godsend on free agency. You know, and then DJ Shark had a big week last week. He's going to be – he's going to have a tough matchup against Green Bay this week, but who who really knows. I just think things are lining up in Matt's favor. And to answer your question, Manny, Drew Brees had almost 30 points. He had 29.8 points last week, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. To me, the X factor is – it's got to be – I mean, Dalvin Cook's blown up the last two games. I know he's facing a harder defense – or a tougher defense in Chicago. He's got to be the X factor. I – For me, uh, just because I don't think he's going to do what he's done the last two weeks, where he scored like nearly 40 points or over 40 points both weeks. What he had 40. He had 48.6
1: week eight and
0: then 39.2. I don't think he does that. But I mean, if he goes over 20 points, Anthony's probably dust in this matchup. Again,
1: again, I just want to state that I would, I was going to pick Dalvin Cook as my number two running back if he signed that damn uh, contract, but he didn't. I just wanted to state that hey and- and, and and i know and i know you always kept saying this and you say this to me and saying you know who, the people that make the championships have like the two best running backs in the league and look at matt Matt has two great running backs in the league dalvin cook and aaron jones yeah and yeah, hey so
0: look look, look at the thing about this man when we were drafting for the first round fantasy uh instagram league that we were invited to we had the fourth pick in the draft. Yeah. Me and you, now granted, look, we, we did go with Alvin Kamara, which he's currently the number one running back in fantasy, so we can't knock the pick. But me and you, we did discuss, we did ask, uh, like, hey, should we go and draft Alvin Cook? And the other guys that we were drafting, which which was Joey, Anthony, and uh, Skiff, they were all against that that pick. I'm I'm with you. And it's not just a Vikings thing. I just think that Dalvin Cook is a, an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and as long as he's healthy, you know, as long as he's healthy, he's gonna be a rock star. So, I mean, now look, I'll tell you right now, whichever one of these guys, whether it's Kamara or Dalvin Cook, whichever one of these guys finishes the RB1 this year, which health permitting, it's gonna be one of the two. I will not want them next year.
1: You don't want them, right I here?
0: don't. If just looking back at history, if you look at the, the, the history of RB1s, we'll come back the following year, The, the last, you I think it's, I, I want it, to say, I mean, I, I could be wrong, I might have to go back and look at the ex, exact stat, but I think yeah. it's the last like 13 years, only one running back has repeated the success. Uh, and in being in like you know the the top 3 the next year and i think it was Todd Gurley who uh you know like ended up carrying Joey's team the next year when when Joey took him after Skiff had him for the for his title run uh, i mean it's not that i'm saying they're a bad player it's just like i mean t- the amount of touches you need to be the number 1 overall fantasy running back is absurd and i mean i'm not saying the touches were the reason McCaffrey got hurt this year cuz obviously he hurt his ankle and now it's his shoulder. Just been two very unfortunate things. But just history has kind of shown, and I'd rather err on the side of caution and take somebody else than, uh, than jump in and be like, oh, man, he was the best running back last year. He won me a title. I'm going to take this guy this year. I I mean, look, they won you a title, but you're not married to this person for, for what they did for you.
1: We'll come back next
0: year. Yeah, we'll, know. we'll talk about this in the off offseason.
1: If, if I do see you pick one of them, I'm going to
0: call you out. I mean, look, if, if it's one win, it's probably going to be Dalvin Cook, and it's just going to be my Vikings bias. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, Steve, you know, uh, convinces me otherwise. All right, but our final matchup we got three and six team TNT. I didn't save myself for last, uh, it just the way I clicked it. Uh, taking on the uh, team with the best record in the league, deservingly or undeservingly, in seven and two, Kev. Manny, how do you think this one shakes out?
1: Ah. Uh... Personally, I want you to be Catholic. So do I. Looking at the matchups, I feel like you have tough matchups, man. You have Joe Burrow going against Pitt, and you have Derrick Henry going against the Colts. And those two are probably your best players. Um, So, listen, if they could some way, somehow, outscore the projected uh, stat – more to you, but it's going to be a close one. And it, I think it may be low scoring with the both of you. But you know what, Liz? What the hell? I want you. You're going to beat them uh, because Dallas Goddard, Goddard comes back and he's going to light up the Giants.
0: That that, that that's To me, that's my X factor is Dallas Goddard. Um, I need him to go over that 9.3 projection.
1: Mm-hmm. Chris, that's,
0: that's, that's, that Chris Carson down. may or may not play. Uh, and Kareem Hunt, man, I'm hoping Nick Chubb comes back because I'm hoping that that saps Kareem Hunt's juice. He's in a great matchup against Houston. Um, it's going to be interesting, man, if he plays Corey Davis on Thursday night or not. To me, I mean, for ESPN to project Devontae Adams to have 23.4 points is a joke. I would be very, very happy if he only had 23 points. Devontae Adams, man, in games that he has played this season, first off, in every single game that he's finished,
1: he's had at least 10
0: targets. At least 10 targets in every game he's finished. He's had 41 points, 12 points, 44, 30, and 33.
1: He missed three games, and he's the number two receiver. That is crazy. Yes.
0: And he left the one game early. So barring any injury, if Devontae Adams gets 23 points, I will be kissing my hands and pointing up to the sky and thanking the baby Jesus himself that he only got 23.4 points. I don't see that happening. I'm expecting 30 points. I'm expecting him to crush me in Devontae Adams. Dallas Goddard, I need him to have a big game for us to win.
1: You just can't have any duds. And Kevin is known for duds. Kevin has players uh, all year long. I bet he had like six players that went zero, that had zero points this season. And uh, Keseki and Corey Davis. And it could happen. I don't think it will happen for Corey Davis. I know he had a dud last year, uh, last week. But you never know. You never know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be you know, inter- hopefully. Some of the matchups break in my favor, especially with, with his health. Uh, his health. I don't want. I don't want to wish injuries upon other people, but I'd like to wish them a slow recovery from their injuries. I also think it's it's very interesting if Chase Edmonds gets the full backfield. I'm hoping they hold Kenyon Drake out again. He it looks like he returned to practice earlier this week, which I'm mm-hmm. hoping I read something wrong, but I saw it multiple places, so I know I didn't. I'm hoping he's out this week because if uh, – I mean, that's a toss-up on who to play. Like if Drake plays and he doesn't get much work, and it's the Chase Edmonds show. You know, if we end up starting Drake, Edmonds is going to score three fucking touchdowns and it's just going to be a dagger. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, Drake is out at, at least for this week. I mean, I know we're going to have tough decisions to make in future weeks. I just want future weeks to actually matter for Steve and myself.
1: And what's your what's – your- the last the last take what's your bench what's the
0: bench looking like for both of you guys uh the bench for both of us is i mean i've got cooper and the chiefs on by i've got daryl henderson against seattle boston scott doesn't matter anymore john brown who me and steve talked about playing this week i mean he's been great when healthy and then darnell mooney uh on the other end uh i mean Kev has the 49ers defense because he he likes his two defenses ben Rollins progressed covid and then he's got Keelan Cole, Josh Kelly, uh, and
1: that's really about it. Uh, were, you, were, you, were you debating on John Brown and Tyler Boyd?
0: We No, Tyler Boyd was going to stay in. Um, I mean, I know Pittsburgh's tough, but they've been lenient against receivers, and Tyler Boyd's just been so steady. Uh, I'm not crazy about starting Joe Burrow this week, but uh, there's two owners in the SGL who combined to own uh, eight quarterbacks <laughs> this week. So uh-huh. <laughs> it's not like I really have much uh, of a of a choice on who to do, and I, I try to reach out and make a deal for a quarterback this week, but someone didn't want a better Tannehill. team, huh?
1: Tannehill. I don't
0: want Tannehill, and honestly, that deal wouldn't go through because Tannehill
1: plays tomorrow. Uh, well, you're the commissioner. You make. Nah, um,
0: I'm, um, nah I'm. I, I lead. Uh, I run a very well. Uh, orchestrated league i mean the only thing that we could be and steve have talked about is kirk over john brown uh and kirk's been i mean in kirk's last couple games he's been an absolute stud his last what four games 10 points 12 wow. points 22 20 and 23 and we haven't started him for any of those games we owned him week one and two we drafted him where he had one point and eight points and then he got hurt so we dropped him and then, you know, someone else picked him up and then someone dropped him and then we got him again and it is what it is. Hopefully he, you know, when we start him, he, he blows up again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, hey, that that's it. We we just covered all six games for week 10 in the SGO. We had our takeaways. Manny, anything uh, else you got to plug before we get out of here?
1: Uh, No, I no. don't. I do not. Uh, I wish luck on you. I wish that you get a win this week, uh, Teeny. And I hope to see you in the playoffs. I know we have a couple more weeks, but
0: yeah. Well, and I know uh,
1: I'm going to be on the pod again because no one else likes to be on the pod, bastards. So I'll check back in on uh, on Wednesday.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah. Good luck to you as well. I mean, next week I probably won't wish you luck because I play you next week. But regardless, uh, thank you all for tuning in. This has been another edition of the Commissioner's Corner. Enjoy week 10.